What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And KT. We're back with another episode. Uh, thank you guys for checking out our last one entitled Anti-Capital. Being anti-capitalist is not enough. Uh, if you want to hit us up, you can hit us up at Building Our PWR. Um, also, guys, if you would like to donate to the community fridge uh, we got going on, uh, we were able to stock the fridge. Today, I think we probably get enough for one more stock, and then we're going to be depleted all the way. If you want to help contribute to uh, what we're doing with the community fridge, what we're doing with educating the masses, uh, you can donate. The link will be in the description. All right, everybody. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about a recent report um, that has been coming out of Georgia about slavery going on. Um, to get started, I'm just going to give you guys like a little summary and then we can discuss it. But basically, for years, migrant workers who paid for help entering the United States ended up being forced to perform labor uh, for little to no pay. So definitely slavery. Uh, federal authorities say cowing to threats of deportation and violence by armed overseers while they lived in dirty, cramped trailers with little food or clean water. Um, some who had been promised up to $12 an hour to work on farms in rural South Georgia were instead ordered to dig up onions with their bare hands and got paid only 20 cents per field bucket as men with guns kept them in check, according to court records. So, you may be asking yourself, why... Why are these people still here? Why are they working on the farms if they're having to go through so much trauma? If they're having to go through so much and pick onions by physical labor, by hand? Um, Well, a lot of these workers, or I'm, again, we're going to use legitimate terminology here. A lot of these slaves are seasonal uh, workers who come to the United States through what they call an H-2A visa program. Uh, the HDA, H-2A visa program essentially is a way for the employer to bring people from other countries to work on their farms. Uh, with the H-2A, apparently the employer is supposed to provide you with food, water, housing, things along those lines so that you're able to work for that employer. And you work for them until you've paid off your so-called debt of coming over to the United States. Um, oftentimes, this so-called debt never actually ends. So this is actually called uh, debt bondage uh, or debt slavery. It's basically where the company or a person uh, provides services as security for the repayment of a debt or other obligation. Where the terms of the repayment are not clearly or reasonably stated and the person who is holding the debt has some control over the person doing the slave labor. Um, freedom is assumed on debt repayment. So what does it mean? That, that basically, that means that the person who has power, the person who it has your debt, they can essentially make you work for the rest of your fucking life. They can make up whatever money they want and say, you owe this. Hey, do you remember when I took you to the store the other day? You owe me repayment for that. You owe me gas mileage. Hey, you remember when I did this for you? Like, they can basically hold it over your head for the rest of your life. And if you're on the H-2A visa with these people, um, essentially, they can hold your job over your head where you're forced to go to, to leave the country and go back to whatever country you were from. So, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Like KT says, this has been going on for a long time. I've been doing research on it, obviously. It's since slavery, like from the OG slavery. And, you know, it's just kind of revamped itself. Actually, if you want to think about uh, some of the origins and the, the original manifestations of this type of deal, you can look at the chain gangs, you can look at prison labor, and uh, even there's like in, in the ICE detention facilities now, um, in 2007, they were bringing up the people that were there that they were forced to do labor. Um, so this is a phenomenon. We watched a documentary or a little clip in 2008 where this little, uh, union of, of, uh, workers, uh, was trying to get the, uh, the purchasers of the tomatoes that they grow, mm -hmm. like Taco Bell, McDonald's, just to pay the company they work for a penny more mm -hmm. for each bucket of tomatoes that they uh, provide for them. And the company that they worked for told Taco Bell and McDonald's, you better not do that. If you do that, we're going to charge you $100,000. Just because it would have given these workers like double the income. They were only getting paid, what like, you say, 20 cents yeah. a, a uh a barrel or what? Or not a bucket. A bucket. A bucket. And they claim they're getting paid twelve dollars, but according to that video, they were like, "In order for me to get paid twelve dollars an hour with this pay rate, I would have to uh, pick like five thousand tomatoes it was every three, hour." It was three thousand tomatoes every two minutes. That's how they would have. That's how they would make twelve or twelve dollars an hour. Hmm. It was 3,000 tomatoes every two minutes they would have to produce that in order for them to make $12 an hour. Yeah, so AKA it's impossible. And uh, so this is, this is the reality of American life. And you know what this reminds me of? I was telling KT, you know you see like them videos on Facebook and YouTube where it's like, uh, this isn't unskilled labor or uh, unskilled labor is a myth. And it's like some... People on the farm that's picking up uh, tomatoes and stuff real fast and bundling it up. And it's like, wow, look at those people. They're so skilled. They're so great. But they literally have to go that fast to be to. able to get a penny. Yeah. So that's not anything really to be, I mean, it's not even nothing to be celebrating because you're celebrating the fact that people have to work at inhumane rates. Just like in the slavery times. In order to live. And and then it says they got guns to their head. So what does this tell me? Do you think that America, the government doesn't know? <laughs> no, when I just know. told you in 2008, Bernie Sanders was on a panel and they was, they quote unquote was trying to uh, hold these folks accountable. Like go on the Wikipedia articles. I'm going to read a couple of them. There are so many instances of like United these workers... States. These workers coming out and saying this is what's going on and charges being dropped on the corporations or the, cor the corporate corporate people never go to jail. Nobody gets a fine. No nothing. Why? Because this is great. This, this is capitalism. Why would a police officers who literally their job is to uphold capitalism, keep the working class in check. Why would they have some affinity to a undocumented poor person wanting some money 
I don't know, but I do want to kind of go back here. Where you were talking about how, uh, like how slavery basically is existing, or slave labor is existing in the United States, and how the United States often what are, what are they doing right now in Beijing? Aren't they like protesting the Beijing uh, Olympics because they're like, oh well, Beijing has all these terrible human rights, whatever. But the truth of the matter is, is that the United States is literally—they literally have so many, so many counts of slavery that is currently happening now, right now, not sixty, hundred years ago. It's literally happening now to sheep and cattle herders. It's happening to egg farmers. It's happening to citrus farmers. It's happening to global organization cases, P and bean workers. Like, I think it's important that when we talk about slaves and we talk about labor we're not watering it down to uh okay well this is domestic labor no it's not it's slavery and if we're not going against it it's going to continue yeah and that's that's a good point because first of all the fact that america all these years has this facade of just being the moral leader Literally. of the world come on now the fact that the stuff that they pointing out that China's doing for the Uyghurs, I don't know all about that. I have not done my research on that. I don't know what's true or what I, but I'm just going off of what they said that's going on as far as, you know, the re-education uh, facilities, the forced sterilizations, the forced labor, the um, forced hysterectomy. I said that. Uh, stuff like that. That's literally going on right now. Yeah. Today. There's still doctors in the United States who, whenever black pregnant women are pregnant and they have their baby, immediately after their tubes are tied without consent of the mother. That's still happening. Well, not even that. The ice, remember the ice whistleblower? Ice, yes. The ice whistleblower where they were doing the hysterectomies and folks didn't even know. Literally. Which is historically what's been going on for a long time, especially in Mississippi back in the day. They used to do that on black uh, women all the time. So, yeah, what? So that that brings me to this, because apparently this is coming out because now ICE is turning over a new leaf. Just uh, four years ago, they were doing forced labor themselves, and now they claim they want to crack down on this labor trafficking. <laughs> so my question is, why in the world do they care about that? What, today. what economic, here, here's my question, what economic benefit, and I think that's what you're asking, what economic benefit does ICE have of ending forced labor? It can't be economic. You don't think it's an economic benefit? I think, it, I think it's a social thing. It's a social thing as far as, here's my hypothesis, y'all let me know what y'all think in the comments. I think that now that they're doing this culture war, like this Cold War type thing, uh, rebrand with China, and they're saying that they, they're doing all these things to the Yugas and this, that, and the other. They're trying to manufacture consent for us to go to war eventually. But in order to do that, they cannot have negative PR. And so one of the things they're going to do is be like, see, we don't, we're not for that. We don't do forced labor. We don't, we don't allow these types of things to go on. We, we're not like China. We do better than, than them. So they won't be called out eventually by China and all these other places for doing the exact same thing. I think because there's literally, we know, there's no reason, there is no reason for them to get rid of free labor in America. There's no economic There's no benefit. reason. So there is, there's got to be something insidiary. 
I'm that's my little hypothesis is not proven. I'm I'm gonna have to research some more and eventually get to the nitty gritty. But it's definitely something going on here because y'all don't care. They were just saying um. Y'all just had uh, prisoners fighting fires over there in California. What, what, what are we talking about? I was thinking about, you're, you're talking about ICE and how they're, quote-unquote, cracking down on all these people with, uh, quote-unquote, illegal immigrants, which using that term is problematic itself. But um, I'm almost positive, like, when, whenever they're saying that, like, they're going to charge companies or whatever, I'm, I'm almost positive they're still going to put those migrants, those immigrants, deport them. into cages in order to deport them. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's not, like, it's not like they're actually, like, charging these companies and forcing these companies to actually pay people a livable wage or actually pay people uh, a standard of living that is literally legitimate where they can go and eat and have sanitary conditions. No. No, they are going to still deport those people even by finding those companies. And if you think about it this way, it is I just I just it just dawned on me. Of course this is an economic benefit to them because they can find those companies and that money goes directly to the United States government. Yeah. There and, you and go. The, the there you go. The corporations. the corporations will be willing to pay that, but Correct. still but I, I think it's something more than that. There's that's not enough money coming in for them to, to be uh to be investing all those resources millions of dollars just just for the uh those thousands i don't know oh but that does remind me we're watching that thing we'll have to link that video in our description where this politician was like you know with marijuana guys uh if we find somebody is is selling and growing marijuana we confiscate all of their things and they can't sell marijuana. Their property. They they, yeah, we, we confiscate all their property. And so this man said, listen to this. If they are guilty of slavery more than once, we should confiscate all of their... Confiscate their business. Here's more my, than once. Here's my thing. If, even we should... Comp- we should... We should basically get, we should get their property, okay? Let me reiterate that. We should get their property. But in slavery, human beings are property. So what are they going to do with all those human beings that they're also going to be taking? That's the thing. See, that's See, the thing. See, they're going to put them ice, in prison. Ice and forced labor again. Exactly. Forced labor again. And you know what? This is something that we ourselves need to be looking at and something that Gabby and I, we've been researching and thinking about ourselves um, we need to be thinking about how, like, obviously no one can be ethical in capitalism ever. Like, it's just not physically possible. But we do need to be thinking about how the things that we we wear, how the things that we do, how the things that we eat are produced by human labor, which may be slave labor. It may be that uh, our, I'm, I'm not, not even going to say iPhones, but it may be that our t-shirt is literally made by someone who is paid 20 cents an hour. It may be that um, our tomatoes from Taco Bell are made by somebody who's made, making a penny an hour. And it's important that we're calling it out when we see it. What can be done? And doing something about it. What can be done? Call it out when you see it. Hold these companies accountable. Just like we're saying, okay, boycott Kellogg's, boycott these people. I think we can, we can maybe not 
uh, everybody would be able to, but I do think that it's possible for us to do a call to action like they're doing now with Kellogg's. And if we hit them where it hurts them, which is their money, it's possible that things could change. You would need a lot of people organized. You would. You definitely would. But it, not even with that, that's, that's something that would take a lot of time and a lot of preparation in, in the future. But as far as something you can do now is buy locally from your local little farmer if you have the resources. If not, I understand. Food is expensive and these farmers is capitalism. They got to make money. Their produce is higher than the ones at Kroger. But if you have the means to do so... Buy locally from your local farmer that ain't, you make sure, go to their place, make sure ain't no, uh, people over there, make sure it's just they do family growing and stuff, and, uh, buy from them. As far as clothes go, I'm, I've really got into this thrifting thing, like, I, I, besides like jeans and stuff because they're different, but as far as clothes and shirts and shoes and coats and stuff like that. I love thrifting now. Go go on some reseller sites and, and, and get some clothes because majority of the time with this especially if it's good quality clothes, that that's a way to not only not invest in uh that exploitation of labor, but also to not contribute to the landfill buildup of, of these clothes and stuff right. like that. So, uh, that is a way. But, again, this these are multi-billion dollar corporations. Um, I was going to say, like, there's only so much that you living in capitalism is going to be able to do anyway. And this is a surface level analysis of what we're seeing. But I do want to add that it's like, if you have the means, if you have the ability to, do it. Invest in your local community. Uh, we w- recently watched a documentary about Thomas Sankora, and he made it so that literally everyone uh, within his country, his little state, his city, whatever, uh, was uh, growing their own cotton, producing, weaving their own clothes, and buying locally. It was, like, illegal for you not to do that. So if you have the ability, support your community and absolutely do that. Yeah, but that's, you know, the thing about capitalism is the poor working class. It's not possible. It's like we can only consume the products of the exploited. Like, that's all we can afford. Like, think about Walmart and stuff like that. Yeah. Why is Walmart stuff so cheap? Because they get, they stuff, they clothes from sweatshops. They they get uh, all these produce and products from uh, very low-wage workers all around the world. And who's the one that's buying it? The low-wage workers in America. Yep. So it's like a, a, a continuing cycle that that's why we have to have political organization. You're not finna protest your way out of this. You're no. not finna vote your way up out of this. You're not finna buy your way up out of this. It's got to be a a international eventually. It can't just be in America. It's got to be everybody because the way that capitalism is now, everybody's intertwined. There's no such thing as just a little national revolution. Your revolution is finna yep. affect somebody else, and this finna affect somebody else. So, yeah, I guess the goal of that is for us to think more globally, internationally, and, and, you know, 
try to talk and communicate with folks that are overseas and just see like what what is it y'all got going on? How can we support y'all? Is there any way we can support financially? Is there any way we can bring awareness? Is there any way we can whatever? Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Like I said, this is, again, like always, uh, we leave you guys with uh, more open questions and more ideas to think about. But, yeah, just let us know in the comments what you think. Uh, obviously, we know that living within capitalism, there's not much that we can do ethically. But do you think that there is something that we could do ethically to help people? Um especially people here in the United States who are slaves now in Georgia, who were slaves and may still be in Florida in 2008, what can we do? I mean, ultimately, if with, if we, if there are organizations with the manpower, with the resources, steal them people. Like, there go over there and just do it like they did back in the old days. Go over there and help get them people and help help them escape somewhere in America and hide. Like the Underground Railroad. Because cause there's there no real hope here. But that's for people that are doing that. If there are organizations doing that, I'll put them in the description. If they are doing it, I want to support 100%. Before we end, though, I had to talk about uh, Jay-Z. Not Jay-Z. Kanye West and, and Drake with this doggone uh, free Larry Hoover. Oh, my gosh. The exploitation, again. This exemplifies what I was talking about in that cancel celebrity culture video. Watch it if you have not. And the last episode. Yeah. The commodification of everything. So now prison reform is in vogue. (laughs) Again, what does prison reform mean? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing and everything at the same time. (laughs) You could simply be saying... Uh, they need to have more bars of soap, or you could be saying like nobody needs to be in prison unless they committed murder. Like it's 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 such a vague thing. And fuck for, for Kanye West. So what did he do? Okay, so folks who don't know, Kanye West and Drake put on this little uh fundraising thing uh to bring awareness to prison reform and to Larry Hoover, who's in jail. He was uh. One of the leaders of the Gangster Disciples, I think, went to jail for murder and uh, turned his life around. But it's been there. He's serving, like, multiple life sentences. And so, apparently, that was supposed to bring awareness to that. But here's the thing about it, before we get into the nitty-gritty. Kanye went to Donald Trump, a president. And Donald Trump did not pardon Larry Hoover. Um, I haven't heard if he's gone to Biden about this. What the hell is having a concert going to do to get Larry Hoover out of jail? If the poly- if the president of the United States ain't done it, what are you singing to me finna do for Larry Hoover? Okay, so here's the thing. I think what the assumption was, was that he was gonna take the money that he made in those concerts and... Give it to like lawyers and stuff to help Larry Hoover That's get what out. I thought. That's the assumption. But the truth of the matter is, Gabby. No, those went to some other non affiliated nonprofits. Make I that make thought, sense. I thought that, that that makes sense as to what if it's about free a man that is in jail. Why isn't that money going to freeing a man that is in jail? <laughs> I don't understand. I do understand it's capitalism. It's capitalism. He could not, as a capitalist, 
fun for that man to get out of prison. No. It goes against it it, it goes against the structure. It goes against the model. It, you gotta do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Or or even think about this. These guys have so much power, so much influence. They know everybody. They can pay everybody out. They can break that man out of jail. Like, they can literally break that man out of jail, pay off the correctional officers, pay off folks to cut off the cameras, and, and it'll be done. Dig a hole up under the ground like El Chapo. But they're doing a spectacle, a show, a this, a that. The, the show wasn't even dedicated to, like, let's uplift stories of political prisoners. Let's uplift stories of people that are in jail for the wrong reason. This was a capitalist performance, an egotistical, narcissistic-ass performance of look at me, I'm doing something great. I also think that there is, there's a play here as far as, like, liberalism goes. Because Kanye knows his uh, audience. He knows that he has majority white people, majority upper middle class white people coming to his concerts. So for them, it was kind of like, oh my God, yes, like I'm going to help Larry Hoover. And really legitimately, like that's not even a way that you help Larry Hoover. No. And and then guess what? Them proceeds for them high ass bootleg ass uh, Walmart, uh, mall ass looking hoodies from Balenciaga. None of that's going to Larry Hoover. None of that's even going to it a non profit. Free Larry Hoover. It says free Larry Hoover. It's not going to Larry Hoover. It's not going to a non profit. They're keeping that. And then also think about this. Yeah, they say the proceeds go to a charity, but them people were paid by Amazon too. Them people get a check from Amazon. Them folks get paid regardless. Yep. And so, <laughs> this is where we're at. This is where we're at. This is the lows that we have come to. Late stage That people, again, just like, like we talked about uh, uh, last week. These corporations, Amazon. Amazon, the explorer in chief of America, is funding. Think about this. A program or funding a show that's for prison reform. That tells you prison reform ain't on nothing. If Amazon's putting their stamp of approval, that tells you that show ain't doing nothing radical. That show is is a money-making scheme. Because a corporation would never fund a program, a fundraiser, a shindig that was actually about radical change and about freeing these folks for real. They wouldn't. And so I just had to get that out there. Because I I just knew for a fact these people would not be that blatant with they disregard. And would at least donate some money. I knew when I Googled it, they said they would say they gave this money to Larry Hoover. And they did not. And so that that's y'all people. If y'all still listening to Kanye West and Drake, um, at I'm judging you. At um, least bootleg the the stuff. Don't um, y'all paying for music? Yeah, y'all no going to concert? Music, I'm sorry, please. you're getting judged. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's all I want to talk about. I really want to to uh, to harp on that for a second. But I think that's it, guys. I think that's all we're gonna talk about today. Uh, if you have any comments about uh, this labor trafficking thing, which is just ridiculous going on in America, the slavery. Um, let us know if you have any comments on the Kanye thing. Let us know as well. Uh, you can hit us up at Building Our PWR. You can hit me up at Gabby's Music. Hit KT up at KT underscore does art. 
Um, if you would like to donate to the community fridge we got going on, as well as the political education of our community, you can hit that link in our description and donate there. Uh, and I think that's it. This has been Gabby. And Katie. And this is Building Our Power.